The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Um, yeah, the, the, the sharing around noticing different, like aware or mindful in different ways at different times, and in particular, the pointing to different conditions. I really want to emphasize that, 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 that depending on conditions, mindfulness w- will be, you know, will will have different feelings at different times and what we're experiencing will be different at different times. And so, you know, the you mentioned that in a particularly physical task, the, the mindfulness really felt like it was very physical in the body when there was a little bit more looking for things, gathering things in a bigger picture, there was a broader sense of mindfulness. And I just want to point to this because, uh, or kind of emphasize this, because sometimes, um, what did I do? (laughs) Because sometimes, um, I'll put it over here and see if that helps. It seems to be related to my breathing. Let's <laughs> see, I was talking about the way different ways mindfulness feels at different times. Oh, right. Sometimes, sometimes when we get a taste of what mindful, a kind of a clarity of mindfulness or a being really present. For instance, in the example of being really embodied, we might think that, oh, that's what it's supposed to feel like when I'm mindful. And yet there are so many different ways um, it can, that, that, that mindfulness can feel. Sometimes mindfulness is much more interested in what's going on in the mind and that's really where the attention is, is gravitating towards or um, you know, there's just more of an interaction with, with the world and not so much the inner landscape of, of what the experience is. So the, if, we, if we have some idea about what mindfulness is supposed to feel like, that will be a view <laughs> that we apply to our experience and we might actually miss. We might think, well, I'm not mindful because I'm not really in the body. And yet, maybe there is mindfulness or maybe there is a, a, an attention or an awareness to a different set of experiences and, and it feels a little different. So there's a lot of different ways that mindfulness can feel. And that's, those are a couple, you know, really embodied, kind of a broader sense. And just a couple more. Um, sometimes it feels like, uh, you know, the mindfulness is landing on specific experience, maybe in a kind of a serial fashion. You know, this thing and then that thing and then that thing. Um, and and the, the experiences that it's, it's knowing moment to moment and in doing the... Like, what am I aware of in this moment? And now, and now, and now. That can often highlight that kind of mindfulness. Um, and, and then it, that can also have different qualities to it. Sometimes it can feel like it's flowing. One thing, and then it's replaced by another, and replaced by another, and replaced by another. Just like this continual like, f- like tumble of experience, followed by experience. And it just feels like a, a flow. 
that one sometimes is very pleasant. We like that. You know, it feels good to be in that flow. But sometimes it feels more jumpy. You know, oh, this thing pops in and out. And then, oh, and then there's something else popping in and out. It's more like popcorn. That might be pleasant or it might have a quality of, wow, how can, you know, this isn't mindfulness because it doesn't feel like that flow. But this is sometimes the way it feels, just this popping of experience. Sometimes it may feel very broad and panoramic where there's not a real sense of a specific object, a specific experience, but much more of a broader sense of the whole context, what you were talking about earlier potentially. You know, just like, oh yeah, this... this uh, not so much that the mind is, is clearly knowing this and then this and then this, but just much more of a panoramic, kind of like the difference between having the eyes relaxed and taking in a, a landscape versus looking at a tree in that landscape. So there's that, that different kind of wide-angle, narrow-lens kind of focus. Um, then another kind of way that it can feel or... or um, a different sometimes this some of this has to do with different ways the attention is functioning so in in the case of the flowing um, that that's kind of like how the attention is 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 operating in the case of the popping again it's it's this is the way the attention is it's kind of it lands on something it's really interested in the beginning and the end and it's like the whole thing uh, is of interest to the mind and the flow it's much more uh, just like the transitioning between experiences that the mind is interested in, and then the um, in another kind of difference in the way mindfulness feels is more about the different kind of objects that the mind is knowing. So the specific kind of object of precise of knowing this sensation, or a drop of water on the skin when it's raining, you might feel the individual drops very clear the other day I used the analogy of looking up and seeing the stars and planets and moon and those are very specific objects you can look up and really clearly see those and then there's the wash of the Milky Way you know that that you can take that in Um, likewise our our attention our um, you know the the what kinds of objects our mind knows can be either very precise or kind of more vague, more like a wash. So the difference, a good, a good analogy for this, the Milky Way is a pretty good one, but another one just to give a different sense gate for the, the kind of exploration of that is um, when you go outside in different climates... Our, our body, especially here in California, we have a dry climate. And so when there is humidity, it's very noticeable. And we walk out and it's like, oh, is it going to rain? I mean, just the other morning, it's like, wow, whew, it feels really humid. And, uh, you know, how do I know that? It's not a specific sensation. It's much more of a... I, I can't describe how I know that other than it's kind of a whole body sense of that difference in contrast to the dryness. And so this, this, this kind of broad object or experience is, is another way that being aware can feel different. So 
And this is actually a lot of our experiences have this more vague quality to them. Um, there are some of these physical objects like the Milky Way, the humidity, the, the physical objects that have this quality of being diffuse as opposed to precise. But many, many, many of our mental states have this quality. Things like spaciness, sleepiness, restlessness, some of those hindrance-type things can have this quality. Uh, States of calm or um, curiosity, these kinds of states also have this much more vague I mean you can't you can't really point to curiosity and say, oh this is this is the experience of curiosity. It's much more of a state. And so the 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 I would say often, at least for me, you know, the, maybe 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 there's certain cultures that really um emphasize a curiosity about this kind of experience, this more broad experience, but certainly it was not part of my upbringing. And so this was a big learning for me, the, the, the ability to recognize these states in the mind. And they're not so precise, and it, it's much more, more, it feels more stepped back in a way, just much much of a broader kind of sense of the experience. And it's hard to describe, just like it's hard to describe how we know we're experiencing humidity, it's hard to describe how to know these states. And yet, this is an important area. What I would say is that the mind already knows how to do this. It's not something we have to learn how to do, but we need to learn how to recognize it. And so in this kind of more receptive kind of practice, you know, in the directed practice, we're choosing something to pay attention to, the breath, whatever, you know, we're doing that. And it, it you know, because we're choosing that thing, we're, we're not so um, available to be, become aware of this kind of more vague mental state in the receptive practice, we can kind of stumble into it. We can stumble into it with the focused practice too, if we, if we notice. I noticed this at one point. When the mind let go of an object in the focused practice, so attending to the breath, for example. And this maybe was one of the first ways I experienced this. Attending to the breath, I noticed the mind, you know, I got, I got clar- enough clarity with attending to the breath that I could begin to recognize when the mind began to let go of attending to the breath. It was kind of just a little lessening of the, of the attention there. And as that happened, my first thing that I did was like, oh, well, come back to the breath. Be with that. Notice the precision of being with the breath. Notice all the detail of the breath. This happened three or four times. I noticed this kind of like the mind letting go of the breath. And come back, let go, come back. And at some point I recognized that there was awareness of the letting go. And so a curiosity arose of, wow, I'm aware there that the mind is letting go of the breath. Let's see, rather than like directing it back, let's see what the mind wants to do. What is it, what is it interested in? And in that moment, it was interested in an expansive, spacious state of mind. And that was like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> Not experienced this before. 
and that kind of like broke it. But but in any case, it was there. There is a way that in the um, the directed practice we can stumble into this kind of more broad state. In the receptive practice, this kind of thing may be those places or times when you are aware but have no idea what you're aware of. It's like there's there's sound and body sensations kind of in the distance, but not really like you know. It doesn't seem like that's really what the mind is paying attention to. It may well be that the mind is interested in something more like the state. And so we can stumble into this a broader way of meeting experience in our practice. And we, if we are not thinking or not having the, the sense or view that, oh, awareness looks like this, but I'm more curious about, am I aware? Yeah, I'm aware. I have no idea what I'm aware of, but yeah, I know I'm aware. We can, we can begin to stumble into these different modes, different ways of knowing, and different kinds of objects, different kinds of experiences. Lauren, we can, yeah. And that's awareness. And let's, yeah. um, you mentioned wanting to have the observer because you, when you fo- you tend to go in and focus, and so wanting to have that and observer that. and get lost in that, mm-hmm. um, um, so it's 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 useful to recognize that you are getting lost in the in the specifics, but also to point to there's you know the the idea of wanting to have the observer as somehow witnessing or separate from what is happening um, that. That may or may not be kind of the most natural way for the mind to be aware when you're focused. It might be more of like more inside of the experience rather than separated from it. That's another difference in the way mindfulness can ex- be experienced at times. Sometimes it feels like there's a separation, like you are witnessing something. It feels like there's space and there's the experience or something like that. Other times, one analogy that I've used about the difference between those two is that sometimes it feels like when we become aware and it feels like there's this observer, it feels like there's a lot of space around the experience. There's, there's this thing happening and there's, there's space around it. Sometimes more space, sometimes less space. But we, we, we like that experience of space at times. And again, we, go, we, we might go for that. We, we might think that's what it means to be mindful. Sometimes the experience of mindfulness is there's no space, but it's just like right in the middle. So it's like the, the mindfulness and the object are exactly the same size. And it's right in the middle. So just to, just to you know, the, again, the mind has the capacity to, to do both. And sometimes when we're engaged in something, um, th- there can be uh, more of the possibility of waking up in the middle of it rather than stepping back from it. So, you know, just a curiosity about that. And one way in is like, what is the experience in the moment when mindfulness returns as you've been lost in, in, a, in something? That, that might be a clue as to what's most natural. If mindfulness returns and it feels like, wow, I, I now suddenly am aware of this kind of context of, of having an observer, that is more the, the separation in the space. Or it might feel like it's just right in the middle. It's like, like the, the awareness is returning and it's just knowing all of the kind of complexity of what's happening rather than feeling like there's space from it. Yeah. Interesting. 
the being present I have 